you're really in the people business and not the property business. So it's most of my success has really been in being able to build trust with sellers and being able to present my offers in a way that relates to solving whatever their problem is. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. Every once in a while, there comes a service that revolutionizes an industry. And I am proud to say that our best ever sponsor, Cozy, is that service for landlords and tenants. Cozy simplifies the rental process for everyone. Simply put, Cozy makes it easy to collect rent online, to screen tenants, to order credit reports, to do all the things that you are currently doing manually, but to automate it so that you can focus on more important things like growing your portfolio this year. The best part is that Cozy is completely free. It's free. There aren't any minimums, there aren't any transaction fees or monthly payments. No other service on the planet offers this to you for free. And one of the things that I love about Cozy is that Cozy automatically collects and transfers the rent so that every month you don't have to worry about forgetful tenants forgetting to pay you the rent. You can actually receive that rent automatically in your bank account, no questions asked. So you can say goodbye to paper checks, late payments, and all those lame excuses. And here's your chance to simplify your life and make more money. Join me and sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot C-O. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Brian Reed. Hi, Brian. Hey, Joe. Great to be here. Great to have you on the show. Brian's joining us from Richmond, Virginia. He's a partner at Top Dollar House Buyers, and he's got a really interesting story. He's a former struggling musician, and as he calls it, a lab rat at Philip Morris. He's been in real estate for 10 plus years. His first deal was at 25, and he's now done over 100 plus transactions without bank loans and 90% of those, so I can do a quick math, about 90 of them have been within the last five years. He controls over $8 million of real estate and his specialty is really seller financing, lease purchase options subject to, and he works with private investors to give them an interest rate secured by the properties that he's working on. So tremendous experience, active in the space, raising money, the perfect storm of a perfect best ever guest. So with that being said, Brian, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, absolutely. Like I said, Joe, it's an honor to be here. I I really did enjoy listening to a lot of the interviews you've had with a lot of your other guests and tons of great advice. I know I'm always still learning. A little background with me, I I moved to Richmond uh, probably maybe about 15 years ago or so. And my goal at the time was I was just interested in in trying to play music for a living. And I had a background in biology, so I ended up working at a a lab at Philip Morris. It was the only place I I could get a job at the time. And I I really didn't know anything about investing or or real estate. or I just kind of thought, hey, people who were wealthy just kind of got lucky or just landed in the right field and as naive as that sounds. But 
I was recommended to read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like a lot of other people uh, have. And that just kind of broadened my my awareness a little bit that you can make money in more than one way. And so my goal initially to get into investing was that I found out real quickly it was it was real tough to live on rice and beans trying to make a living as a rock star, which wasn't really happening for me. And I didn't I didn't love my job at the time, working the normal nine to five and in the lab. So it just kind of made sense to me that you could buy a property and and lease it out or and generate some passive income that way. And so uh, only problem was I didn't know anything at the time. So I just dove right in just trying to learn as much as possible and getting my feet wet, reading every book I could, meeting with other investors, taking any classes and until eventually I ended up leaving my job and just built a full-time business around buying property. How do you build a full-time business around buying property? And I know that is such a loaded question, <laughs> so I'm just going to let you tackle it from a high level and if any, if there are any learnings along the way that you'd like to share. Sure, a- absolutely. I've kind of looked at, at real estate more as being more a real estate entrepreneur than an investor, so to speak. I mean, Initially, what all it was based around was looking at uh, what my expenses were first and figuring out how I could make that same amount of income uh, with housing as opposed to having to go to a normal job. And so that's where I just started looking at different strategies and focusing first on building uh, cash now. And that was mainly through either purchasing houses to uh, fix up and flip initially, and that evolved into more uh, doing more seller finance transactions where I was buying properties without having to come out of pocket with a lot of funds and and then selling them to people uh, who couldn't get traditional financing and collecting down payments to replace that income I was getting from my job. That's that's how it started. Based on your experience from... Being a lab rat at Philip Morris to being a struggling, and now I'm sure you're still a musician, but you're not struggling anymore, <laughs> to you know, really growing your own company with your business partner in Richmond, Virginia. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? When it comes to doing any, quote, creative or seller financed strategies, which is mostly what I focus in, assuming that someone already knows how to evaluate a deal or, or run the numbers, the first piece of advice would be to, to realize that you're, you're really in the people business and not the property business. So it's most of my success has really been in being able to build trust with sellers and being able to present my offers in a way that relates to solving whatever their problem is. So really just practice being able to communicate value in your offers. And that's through either a presentation, giving them actual materials, and really uh, just practicing the way you use words when you communicate. I've really found that words do make a difference and, and what comes out of your mouth really can determine what goes into your bank account. Love that. Love the focus on people business versus the property. And I think you can apply that to residents and landlords as well. So after you have a property and you're trying to find a tenant or multiple tenants, if you have a larger property, how do you help the people solve the problem that they have where they're looking for a better place to live. They're looking for a cheaper place to live. They're looking for a more convenient place to live. And based on what they're looking for, how do you position that 
whenever you're speaking to them, the words that you choose to speak to them with and the, you know, the, the materials that you use to um, educate them on how it's a solution to their problems. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you raise money, because you know, you control over $8 million of real estate, and when you go through the raising money process, how do you approach the potential investors through that mentality of people business, not property business? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And it's, it's, not, it's not too often that we really need to raise capital for properties. But uh, when we do, uh, initially, I just like to have a conversation with, with somebody and, and just find out kind of what their, their goals are, if it gets into the topic of investing or, or wealth building, things that they want to do for their family. And I just, I, I normally just, I tell them a little bit of a story about some ways that we've helped some of our other investors. Just one of the biggest things is that uh, a lot of our investors really love the fact that they get to invest in real estate without any of the hands-on headaches or, or dirty work or anything like that, and that they can get a, a better return than a lot of banks do with, with a lot more security because they're investing at really low loan to values. And then I usually find people kind of ask me more questions about um, how they could do something like that, or um, I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. You start with the goal of what they're trying to accomplish. So you hear what they're looking for. Then you talk about previous uh, people you've worked with whose goals you've helped them accomplish through what you're doing. And then that naturally segues into the person you're speaking to talking about helping them reach their own goals through your company. So it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Ready for the best ever lightning round? Bring it on. Best ever listeners, it's 2015, and wouldn't you like to simplify the landlording process and automate it as much as possible while making more money along the way? It's a landlord's dream, right? With online rent payments, applications, and secure credit reports, Cozy makes being a landlord incredibly easy. And best of all, it's completely free. Sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot CO. Best ever book you've read? I read a book not too long ago called 8020 Sales and Marketing uh, by Perry Marshall. And that's been a book that's really helped grow my business lately and I think can apply just about to just about anything in your life where you're really focusing on that small amount of whatever you're doing uh, that's really bringing in the, the most output. Absolutely. Love, love that book. Have that on my shelf and reference that all the time best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? I adopted a daughter uh, a few years ago. Uh, that's That's been a huge uh, personal growth experience. I mean, just uh, just having that accountability and uh, for for someone else and just the constant reminder that, that life is bigger than just me. It, just having, having a daughter in my life, uh, she's really just kind of shined a spotlight more on the kind of person I really am and also the kind of person I, I really want to be. So not just uh, with uh, material successes I, I want to achieve in life. Best ever success habit you practice? Uh, having a, a daily morning ritual. I, I find that the way that I, I start my day really determines how I, how I end the day and carry myself throughout it. So I, I really like to start my day in a, a quiet place where I just really take some time and imagine uh, exactly what the most successful day would look like uh, for 
for my business for the day. And um, as I'm writing a to-do list, I, I actually write out my accomplishments as if they're already completed. And I, I think this really just has a positive effect on the way that your subconscious influences the way that you that you take action throughout the day. So when you're writing your to-do list, you're writing what you've what you want to do, but you're you're writing it as though it's already been done. Exactly. So, for example, I, if uh, if I have a meeting with uh, w- with a seller where I'm putting together an offer, I would actually write out. Um, I had a very successful meeting with with Joe Seller. They're excited about my offer, and we put together a contract together. Something like that. Oh, I love that. I like that for two reasons. One, it visualizes what you want to have happen, and two, you're focused on outcomes. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so easy to get go into a meeting and have a conversation, and and it just be a great conversation. But then at the end, it's like, okay, well, what did we actually accomplish? What was the outcome of this? You know, sure, it's just that we established a great rapport, but what were the tangible things that we got and were accomplished? And I, I love that. I'm actually gonna uh, pick pick that trait up if that's okay and do that with my to-do list from now on (laughs) sure i I don't have a patent on it okay good best ever deal you've done it was probably uh there was a property uh here in richmond it was worth about five hundred thousand. uh after talking with the seller uh ended up purchasing the property for about four hundred sixty thousand dollars with uh, with no money down, and the seller held zero percent zero percent interest free financing. They owned it free and clear. And so, prior to actually closing on the property, I had uh, secured our buyer occupant who was going to buy the property on a land contract at six percent interest with sixty five thousand dollars down as a down payment. And uh, we raised some some capital from a private investor, secured them with a small first mortgage, which covered all our costs that we had, uh, as well as pulling out a little upfront profit. And the seller was held with a second mortgage. So the day we bought the property, we walked away from the closing table the day it was bought uh, with right around $75,000 net profit. And with the occupant in place after all the underlying expenses, uh, it was probably uh, just under $1,000 a month in, in real net cash flow. Uh, that's been going on for a few years now, and we should get a, a really nice uh, six-figure back-end profit as well when they end up refinancing for a bank loan in the, in the near future. Best ever quote. I really like a quote by Ford uh, that said, uh, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate, Brian? Well, I'm not going to pretend that I've never made any mistakes, Joe. Uh, There's probably a a long list of them, especially when I was first starting out. But I I do remember that early on, I I did put a guy in in a property uh, with who had a really good story uh, but didn't have any references I could check out. Uh, you know, didn't uh, I didn't get a proper background check or or a significant down payment. And so after my negligence, I I got to enjoy months of of no payments, multiple court visits, uh, a lot of property damage I had to take care of, and I, I learned real quick that it's it's often the the occupant that's really the asset, uh, not the house, and. Uh, 
and you it's it's you need to trust but also verify so if you don't it comes back to bite you and what's the best ever place to reach you probably just email is simple for right now uh my email is brian that's with an i b-r-i-a-n at tdh buyers so that's like top dollar house buyers Dot com. Thank you so much, Brian, for being on the show. And I, I think it's really fascinating how you approach the business. And there's a lesson to be learned in how you focus on the people. You're in the people business, not the property business. Every time I listen to Mark Cuban, he's always like, know what type of business you're in. Know the business you're in. He talks about how whenever he first took over the Mavericks, mm-hmm. they that people asked him, okay, what business are we in? You're in the basketball business. Like, no, I'm not in the basketball business. I'm in the entertainment business. And we're going to approach the experience of going to a Mavs game as an entertainment experience. And so often, real estate investors, and I, I'm, in, I'm grouping myself into this category, we get sucked into the property business, but really, the people are behind the properties. And you've, you've illustrated that throughout your, you know, your career. And then even that last part, whenever we were talking about the mistake that you made, you mentioned that it's, it's the occupant who's the asset, not the house. So I think that's the theme for me speaking to you. And I, I think that's a, a, a lifelong theme to keep not only with real estate, but also, you know, with any business that you're in. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon and appreciate you spending time with the best ever listeners. Great. Take care, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to joefairless.com where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on joefairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.